0: Gripping a loaded shotgun, a young girl takes aim and shoots her stepfather. Then she stabs her mother to death. After killing her parents, she takes her three little sisters and locks them in their room before fleeing the scene. What would drive a teenager to brutally murder their parents? And why would that person intentionally turn their younger siblings into orphans? Before we begin, Our sincere condolences go out to all of those who were affected by the abominable acts described in this case. Foremost, it was a quiet wintry day on March 8, 2015 in snow-covered Rhinelander, Wisconsin. But for the small town of Peel in East Rhinelander, a nightmare had just unfolded. Around 10.45 a.m., 9-year-old Latisha Ayers called 911 from her home in Peel. Police from the Oneida County Sheriff's Station arrived at the house to find the three young girls, Leticia, Veronica, and Amanda, ages from 9 to 2, huddled together in their bedroom with snacks and juice. It appeared as if someone had attempted to lock them in their room by tying a phone cord around the doorknob. But they had been able to get out of the room, find a phone, and call 911. On the staircase, police found the body of 40-year-old Jennifer Ayers with a myriad of stab wounds all over her body. Upstairs, police discovered the body of 37-year-old Thomas Ayers. He was lying in the hallway, a gunshot wound through his neck and another through his head. One of the young girls told police they had seen their older sister, 17-year-old Ashley Martinson, stabbing their mother the day before. This older sister was nowhere to be found, making her the prime suspect. According to information reporters received, it is believed that the murders occurred after a fight broke out between Ashley, Thomas, her stepdad, and Jennifer, her biological mother. Police believed Ashley fled the scene in her stepfather's truck, and it wasn't long before they caught up to her.
1: roll down the window driver with your left hand open
2: the door from the outside. You the vehicle make the face Walk,
3: backwards. Walk backwards. Walk backwards. Keep walking. Keep
2: walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep
3: walking.
1: Let's get those fingers. Double look get each other. and the fingers. I'm gonna on the it's to do
2: You should be able to paint. know the passenger. Good. Anybody else in the vehicle? Anybody at all? Mm-hmm. Is there any weapons or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I know we're back. Is there a knife on her? Dispatch <laughs> number. I know the grandmother called me and...
4: reference to? Me too. Can I have an idea? I'm assuming for
5: the murder?
2: Yeah. You what? I'm assuming
5: for what you guys are calling the murder?
2: Yeah. Yeah. For the investigation of that. I didn't mean to kill her. Uh-huh.
0: One female pain being to jail. When the police found Ashley, she was with her 22-year-old boyfriend Ryan Cisco. Police suspected that Ashley had gotten into a fight with her parents about her overaged boyfriend, and that this fight is what motivated Ashley to take their lives. Ashley Ann Rose Martinson was born on March 6, 1998, to Jennifer and Jeremy Martinson in Kansas. Jennifer and Jeremy's marriage didn't last very long. There was a lot of fighting, and the relationship ended in divorce. Ashley continued to live with her mother in a trailer park located near a sewer plant in Kansas. In 2005, around the time Ashley was seven years old, Jennifer invited an old boyfriend who had lost his home during a hurricane to come live with them. This old boyfriend was Jerry Harabi.
2: I'm Jerry Harabi, um, I live in Hayes. I came up here in 2005, and uh, came up here didn't have a whole lot of stuff at all. Uh, lost everything in the hurricane Katrina, and from New Orleans, and. And uh, Jennifer offered me a place to stay and a place to restart. I guess you know. God. We we knew each other from childhood and uh, whatnot. Um, we dated off and on and had an occurrences. You know, mm-hmm. as young people, we had uh, been uh, dated off and on. You know. Uh, And so we knew we were familiar with each other.
0: Jerry lived with Jennifer and Ashley for two years. And though Jennifer was happy to be in a relationship again, it was not a happy situation, especially for Ashley. Jerry had anger issues, which escalated when mixed with his regular use of alcohol and drugs. There there was a little bit of fighting. Uh, They they weren't literally physical.
2: Um, There were just lots of yelling, you know. Um, a lot of bark, no bite, you know. it was, I'd rather be heard, was, you know, this noisy. Did she ever assault you, Jennifer? No, no. Did you ever assault her? Mm, possibly, yeah. You know, Jennifer told me that she used to hide under the bridge over by where we lived, you know. She didn't want to hear me yelling and like I said, I'm pretty, I'm pretty vocal, yell a lot. Yeah, last night did we do it together. Yeah, it got physical. And she seen that, yes. Was your trailer,
5: private trailer, your three, a safe environment
2: for a mm, child? No. All right. I, I'm like, I'm a really yell. You know, I, I if I don't get my way, I'm a big kid, and then I, I'll let you know. But screaming and yelling and acting a fool, and. Like I said, in my raise, I've, you, know, you know, heard a mother and, and evidently they
0: say I, I grabbed her on the arm and, and hurt her as well. So that's not good. And, and children shouldn't see that. Ashley witnessed Jerry physically and sexually abuse her mother. Furthermore, Jerry would torture and kill animals in front of her. Police were called to the home multiple times. Some of these visits landed Jerry in jail, but Jennifer would always bail him out and bring him back into her home. According to Ashley, it was a family friend, Lou Ann Kibby, who finally stepped in and got Jennifer to press charges against Jerry and rescued them from that abusive situation. Ashley and Jennifer lived with Lou Ann until Jennifer was able to get back on her feet and buy a new home for her and her daughter. Eventually, Jennifer was able to purchase a nice home in Hayes, Kansas. At this point, things started to look up for Ashley and her mother, but Jennifer couldn't handle being single for long and soon began online dating. This is how she met Thomas Ayers. Thomas had been married twice before and had children with both women. When Jennifer met him, he was living in Bontineau, North Dakota and had custody of his three youngest children, Storm, Letitia, and Veronica. After communicating for seven months, Jennifer decided to take Ashley to North Dakota to finally meet Thomas in person during spring break in March. About two months later, Jennifer sold their home in Kansas and moved her and Ashley to North Dakota to live with Thomas. At first, all seemed well and everyone was happy. However, it wasn't long before Thomas's true colors began to surface. I him in
5: North Dakota at first, when they first night and everything. such a kind of funny, because they met on online dating. I the first time I was going to go meet him, I was 13. We drove all the way to North Dakota from Kansas. They seemed like really good for each other. He was really sweet, good for just like any gentleman would be, maybe you'd expect. Yeah. And after first year, year and a half, maybe two years, it's when it started going downhill. People start showing their true colors.
0: Thomas isolated his entire family. Jennifer and Ashley no longer had contact with any of the people they knew his own children weren't even allowed to have friends come over. Did
3: you ever have any of your friends come over to your house and play? No. No? How come?
6: Because my dad said no friends coming over. Did you guys ever have friends come stay over at the house? My dad did not allow that. How come? And he also didn't allow any boys there. And one time my dad saw that a boy was there a teenage boy that my big sister had him at the house to and um, he got in trouble. And my dad said, Get the age out of here.
3: Do you know who that was?
6: Mm-mm. No. He was just a stranger, I didn't know. But I actually knew him. He was fat too and pretty
3: tall. So no dad says nobody can come over to the house? Mhm. How come?
6: I don't, I don't know why she said that.
3: You don't know why he said that? Did
6: you ever want to bring somebody over to the house? Uh, I actually wanted to go some, to somebody's house, but
3: he did not allow all that. Oh, he
0: didn't allow that either? Mm-mm. To Ashley's horror, Thomas began to abuse Jennifer and his three daughters in horrendous ways. For Ashley, Thomas used a different method of abuse. His punishment for her was all mental, it involved beating her mother and the younger girls whenever Ashley got out of line. It turned out that Thomas had an extensive criminal record dating back to 1998. This record included domestic violence, DUI, third-degree assault, kidnapping, and sexual assault towards a child. Thomas had been highly abusive towards his previous wife, Angela Collier. With such a heinous background, somehow Thomas still managed to gain custody of the three children.
4: Thomas Ayers. He seemed like a really nice guy. He's nice to my face, but behind closed doors, he was totally different. The only time I could see her is when he was, wasn't home. He didn't want anybody else in the house. Do you know why? Because he didn't want her to have any friends.
5: Why?
4: He couldn't control her. After she moved to Colorado, I never heard from her
2: until she moved back. How long a period of time was that? Couple of years.
0: Instead of seeking help to protect herself and all of the children from Thomas's abuse, Jennifer married him. Wanting to escape the abusive environment that her mother had chose for them, Ashley decided to try living with her biological father, Jeremy, in Gorham, Kansas. By the time Ashley returned to Kansas, people who knew her took notice of the significant changes in her demeanor.
7: She was just very different. She, when it, before she left, she was like a really sweet girl. And whenever she came back, she just seemed a little darker. Like she was kind of goth and she, she's always like, drawn like dark pictures, but it was even worse whenever she got back and she seemed a lot more sad. When she got back, she just wasn't herself. She wasn't as outgoing anymore, but we were still best friends.
0: Sadly, life did not improve for Ashley under Jeremy's roof. She continued to suffer physical abuse now at the hands of her biological father.
5: didn't work out very well, ended up beating me.
4: Okay, so when you went to live with your dad, where was that?
5: In Gorham, Kansas.
4: Gorham? Okay. And what grade were you when you first went to live with your dad? Sophomore. Okay, so that would be 10.
5: I lived with my dad for six months, and then I couldn't take it anymore, but
7: that's so when I, I, I kind of ran away. And I told you he was abusing me. She told me it was bad. She told me that he had laid his hands on her and um, that he was hitting her and treating her wrong and just stuff like that. And so that's why we were gonna run away together because she didn't want to be there. I know that he was mean to her. Even when I was around, he would like yell at her and tell her that she couldn't do things, but I just figured it was him being a father, but.
2: Did you think
5: he was a nice man?
7: I, he kind of scared me, why? <laughs> to be honest. Um, I don't know. I just felt uncomfortable around him. He scared me. That's why I didn't like staying the night with her. I used to whenever we were really little. But once we grew up, I didn't really like staying the night over there. We used to walk together down to the graveyard all the time. And we'd talk out there because we were all alone. And we just talk about everything. And we actually had talked about running away together, and we were going to do that, and then like the weekend that we were doing it, she had moved back to North Dakota.
0: Since living with her dad didn't work out, Ashley ended up going back to live with her mother and stepfather about six months later. Thomas never attempted to hide his abuse toward Jennifer from any of the children. Thomas would also threaten to kill Jennifer.
5: And mom did not get along very well. Sometimes you just get pissed off for no reason, and you go off on her. Or sometimes they'll get along with no other. It's different every day. So, what kinds of things would you do when you get pissed off? I just break stuff, hit her, yell, scream, threaten, kill her.
0: He even pretended to sexually assault Jennifer in front of Ashley and her three little sisters.
4: You talked about Thomas
0: pretending to rape your mom. Was it in front of you?
5: you? did it in front of me and then the girls.
4: And the other girls too. It was, I, I guess I don't know, when you say pretending, like how f- far pretending? Like pinning down, we
5: spread our legs and just like good like, dad just like your dad her to the point she was in tears.:
0: Thomas was aware that Jennifer was abused by her father throughout her childhood, and he would use that against her as one of his many methods of breaking her down. The amount of abuse the girls received in that home with Thomas was extensive. According to a Facebook post from November 11, 2019, Ashley said the abuse included choking them out, open-hand spankings, or spankings with a leather belt on bare skin, biting, closed-fist punches, holding them down, forcing them to stand in the corner on their tiptoes with their hands behind their backs for long periods of time, throwing things at them, breaking their possessions screaming yelling and degrading them Thomas was also sexually abusing the children investigators were able to confirm the abuse allegations while interviewing the two little girls Leticia and Veronica
3: what happens if you don't do what it says what happens if you break the rules and we get a time out and how what happens when you have a time out
6: Because spanking where we stand in the
3: corner on our tippy toes like this. Oh, you have to stand in the corner with your on your tippy toes? Or it is spanking. Okay. And and who would give you a spanking? My dad but my mom.
6: At, when it was like dinner or supper time, my mom told me to stand up by the wall
3: and she spanked me. And she spanked you. What did she spank you with? A belt. A belt. What What did the belt look like? It was like dad, and it was brown. He was brown. Man got lots of spankings. So did Leticia get spankings? Yeah. Who would give Leticia spankings? My dad mostly. Your dad mostly. So did you ever cry when you were at home? But what what? I don't know. Did you ever cry at your house? Yeah. Not
6: a lot.
3: Not a lot? What did you cry about?
6: That. I get spanking a
3: lot. That you get spanking? The rules on the side of your refrigerator, those were made by your mom. Oh. And, but sometimes your dad would spank you too about the rules? Yeah, we break the rules. Okay. Or we lie. Or you lie. Okay. Okay. Because I'll find my dad and he spanked me with a belt. Okay, so your dad spanked you with the belt if you told a
6: lie? Yeah. Yeah? But you, he says that, you sit by the t shirt and I said yes and I, and then I finally said no. Okay,
3: so then you got a spanking? Is that what you said? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah? When he spanked you, did he ever spank? Was it hard or soft? Hard. So, did anything ever happen where you got some kind of like a mark on you from something your dad did? Yeah. What was it?
6: Oh. Uh. I was not.
3: Were you ever scared of your dad?
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah? How come? Uh, because he always gave me spankins. He always gave you spankings. Did your mom and dad ever get mad at Ashley? Oh, A lot. That's how my dad
6: and my mom died, I think.
3: So, did they ever say that they were unhappy with Ashley?
6: hmm They'd say a lot you know, to they're her. You have to behave to my dad or he will spank you really hard. He spanks hard.
3: He spanks hard? Okay. So wh- when he spanked you, what did he spank you with? A belt. A belt. Okay.
6: He wraps it up this thick.
3: Oh. And then he spanked you three times? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you and... Veronica got us thinking. Mhm, and we started cry- we started screaming and crying. And then what happened?
6: And then my dad said, "You want another one?" And we're like, "No, no, no!" And he did it anyways. So, were you scared of your dad? He is mean. He choked me and Veronica once. One time, he came in from work and I was only a little big. I was a little girl and I punched him in the ear on accident because I didn't know what I was doing, punched him, he, act- he grabbed my neck, he, didn't- he wasn't noticing that he was doing this because he was so tired. He choked me and I started turning different colors. Right now I'd not be here if he actually killed me and I never realized it. And then he realized that he was doing this to me and picked me up and started saying I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And
3: did you and did you say you saw him do that to veronica too
6: yeah he started like he was grabbing veronica's hair like this and then veronica started kicking him and so that made my dad mad and veronica and, uh my dad peed on his chair and choked her and she was trying to run and she started and she was standing up on his chair and she looked her back to the chair and the chair was flipped so, did, he,
3: was that while you were and
6: living so, here? And he, yeah, and he threw her to the ground and
3: started smashing her across the face. What was that before? Why did he do that?
6: Cause Veronica started kicking him and he got really mad. And then he, it's like, Veronica go, go wash up and change into his, was it, her pajamas and he went with her. And so, I'm sorry, I just got really mad at you for doing that. Never do that again.
3: Did you ever see your dad hurt your mom? hmm sometimes. What would he do?
6: Uh, hit her sometimes. He would smack her across the face or hold her down. Do you
3: know so she did not like to play like that, but that's how he played?
6: hmm he plays rough, and I did not like And every time my dad, uh, was holding her down and my mom was screaming, uh, and said, stop, stop, stop. So, my dad... Um, he, when he let go, uh, um, my mom went by me and just gave me a dirty look. She does this every time my dad does something mean to her. So, I don't know why she gives me a dirty look. It just makes me really upset why she would do that. I, I mean, I didn't do anything. But she gives you a dirty
3: look. Mm hmm. So, what kind of mean things did your dad do to your mom? Sometimes
6: he would smash her and he would boss her around
3: a lot. Did you see that?
0: Yeah. Of all of the children, Thomas abused Veronica the most because she has Turner's syndrome, a condition that can cause multiple health and learning disabilities. In Veronica's case, it affected her speech and language.
3: Did Veronica ever have a mark on her neck? No, it was just a, like a big red and white and then it went away. Well, where did it come from? My dad. What happened? Remember the choking thing? I don't think did I... she ever have a black eye? Veronica, how did she get a black eye?
6: Uh, I think my dad punched her in the eye and then she got a black eye.
3: How do you, Why did he punch her in the eye?
6: I, I forgot. And I know she had a black eye before.
3: And so what did she do about that? Did she go to school with the black eye mm-hmm. what did she tell everybody
6: uh she didn't tell anyone anything because my dad would get really mad
3: at her oh he would Mhm. did he tell you not to say anything or yeah don't say anything don't say anything about what about the black eye did you hear
6: him say that Mhm. he even told it to me what did he say he said don't tell anybody that i punched her in my eye
0: at some point, Jennifer became abusive towards the children as well, including her own daughter. With Thomas's influence, Jennifer became jealous and resentful towards the children, to the point that she kicked Storm, Thomas's oldest of the three girls, out of the house. In spite of Jennifer's jealousy towards Thomas, the two did not seem to get along. For a short while, Ashley, Letitia, and Veronica were the only children in the home after Storm was kicked out. However, Jennifer and Thomas soon had a child of their own, little Amanda. According to Ashley, it wasn't long before Thomas began abusing Amanda along with the rest of the family, which Leticia and Veronica bear witness to.
3: Amanda got a lot of spankings. Amanda did? Uh-oh. What did Amanda get spankings for?
6: We're well, stuff that she's not supposed to. Well what is what's she not supposed to do? I be on
3: the dog or, or, or do the stuff that she's not supposed to. Did you say be on the dog? Is that what she said she did wrong, is to be on the dog? Would that be she'd be like climbing on the dog or something? So that would she would get a spanking for that. Mm-hmm. Who would do that? My dad. Your dad. Did she cry? Yeah, she just cried and then stopped. And then she'd stop. Okay. Yep. What else would she do that would get her that she might get a spanking for? I forgot the rest. You what? forgot the rest. But she got more spankings than you. I'm lucky. Okay, so. She got more than both of you together. Yeah. How about Amanda? Has Amanda ever been spanked?
6: Uh, yeah. She was the m- most one that got spanked.
3: So who would spank Amanda? My dad. He would spank her really hard. What did he spank her with? His hand. His hand? Okay. Um, and what did he spank you guys with? A belt his hand. A belt And Amanda, she had to do it too.
6: Every time she did not stand on her tippy toes, my dad would grab her by the hair and start pulling her up.
3: Then she would stand on her tippy toes. He would grab her by the hair to get her to stand up. Mm-hmm. Do you think she knew how to do that? No, <laughs> oh, poor little girl, huh? She was only one too. Oh, I mean, I don't do it.
0: Thomas always made sure that his family understood that he was in charge of the household and that anyone that didn't follow the rules was going to be punished.
6: So under-
3: he he's the boss of the household. He's the
6: number one boss. Who's? How? Do, how do you know that? Because my dad. That's what my mom told me and my dad told me. That
3: he's the number one boss? Mm hmm So you have to do what he says? Mm
0: hmm Okay. Around June 2014, Ashley's family moved to Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Though Thomas wasn't supposed to own weapons due to his previous violations, their house sported a variety of ammunition and loaded guns, which were scattered throughout the house.
4: So then we, you know, back to the guns, are there's lots of guns in the house. Where are they kept? I mean, I know where they—I know where some of them were, but where are they kept?
5: Oh, uh, oh no, he—he kind of puts them all around the house. Sometimes in the living room, dining room, cabin, his room. Uh, there is a gun safe. It's just, um, pretty much everywhere throughout the house.
4: Are those guns loaded?
5: I have no idea.
4: Well, some of them are. <laughs> Why are they loaded? What is your dad thinking?
5: I don't know. I don't know what he thinks when
4: it comes to that. Well, I mean, I is he afraid of somebody or what? Why, is it? Why are there loaded guns in the house? <laughs>
5: well, he was even supposed to have guns. <laughs> I didn't hear you. He wasn't even supposed to have guns.
4: Oh, he wasn't supposed to have guns? Okay. Why not?
5: Because he got arrested for assault against one of his ex-wives. Oh.
0: <laughs> Jennifer's jealousy towards her own daughter became so severe that she got to the point where she wanted Ashley out of the house.
5: I was already planning on leaving. <laughs> Since I just turned seventeen, I already had some money saved up. My mom wanted me out. My stepdad wanted me to stay. Here's some things that I know. All right, I know that, I know that you're hurt by your mom, wanting you kicked out of the house. I know that hurts you a lot. I know what made you angry. because you and your mom were close. You had plans to leave, right? You guys were going to get out of town start a new life. Now your mom wants you out of the house. If I was in your shoes, I would be really hurt and really angry.
0: Sometime after moving to Wisconsin, Thomas brought home two little German Shepherd puppies. However, they did not last long. Just like everyone else who lived in Thomas's house, the puppies were expected to follow strict rules as well. Since they couldn't, he beat them and shot them, though the children begged him not to. Did you
3: have any pets? What What kind of pets did you have? These little but. Buddy
6: died because of my dad, and Diesel is
3: is with my neighbor. Well, tell me all about Buddy dying. How did that happen? Um, he he was not listening. Oh, and so what happened? Tell me all about that.
6: So my dad threw him around, and and Papa shot him.
3: How do you know that?
6: Because he told me.
3: He told you what? That he did that. So whose puppy was Diesel? Was was that your whose dog was that?
6: Uh someone else's.
3: Someone else's. And whose dog was Buddy?
6: It was not well it was in the pet.
3: Oh, it was in the pet store? Yeah. So you went to the pet store and you got yeah. Diesel and Buddy.
6: Oh, my dad
3: did. Your dad and he brought them home? Yeah. My dad said Buddy is his. Oh, okay. Did your dad like Buddy? Hmm? Did your dad like Buddy? No. No? You didn't think so? Cause he didn't listen. So did your dad ever get mad at Buddy? And what did he do? Fought him. He shot him? This
6: was I was up there, which is where?
3: You weren't, you guys weren't there though?
6: Yeah, when that happened.
3: Oh, okay. Were you sad that happened?
6: Yeah. I said, I told me we only have one dog. And
3: then, Dad said, I threw him around and I just killed him. He said he threw him around and killed him? Yeah. Oh, okay.
6: Dad grabbed the dog and put it where he put his flare and he said it.
3: Was this your dog or somebody else's dog? Someone
6: else's dog. Oh, okay. And that's how mad he is. When he's mad, this what he just, he grabs a dart and he just, does.
3: and he grabs the dog. That's how mad he gets. He grabbed the dog? When he gets mad, he grabs the dog? Well, so first he, shoot up in the air then,
6: then, then he grabbed the dog from that. and, baton. um, it not our
3: neighbor, but... So, he shoots up in the air outside? Yeah. Oh, not in the house, though. Oh. Okay. Did you have any pets?
6: Yeah, Buddy and Jason.
3: Okay, and German what, Shepherds. German Shepherds? And how old were they?
6: Uh, they just got born. like when I first got them, they were just born two weeks ago. No, one week ago.
3: So how long did you have them?
6: Only a couple days. Buddy's dead because my dad shot him. Uh, diesel's with my neighbor.
3: How do you know that Buddy's dead?
6: Because my dad told me that he shot him. And he fed him to a bear. Why would he do that? He wouldn't listen and I told him, put him in the shelter, you're maybe not just teaching him, right? And he's like, well, if I give him to someone else, they're just gonna shoot him. Would you rather me shoot him or them shoot him? And I'm like, none. And he you teaching him wrong, probably. He was like that way when we first found him. He was like a scared dog. He was mean to my, to the dog buddy.
3: What did he do to the dog buddy?
6: Choked him on the couch and the dog started uh, making a choking sound and he threw him against the wall and then he threw him in outside because he got mad at him that he was not listening. And he also went under the porch and my dad threatened me that he said he was going to shoot him at night and he shot it up, shot a bullet up in the air and pretended like he shot him. And then I'm like, Daddy, I don't like you. And then he's like, you don't like me? I mean, you don't want me. Get your coat on and get your boots on and leave this house. He told me to live somewhere else. So the reason why he said that is because he wanted me to see that he didn't really kill him. When I walked out of that door, I started crying. And I just heard the door of the dogs.
3: So you saw him choke the dogs? Yeah. And And it it really almost made me cry, and I ran up in my room. And so, and you saw him throw the dog up against the wall?
6: And I heard him, and I saw him.
3: You saw him actually do that? Yeah. What did the dog do?
6: It started yelping, and Mm. it it was scared of my dad.
3: What wall did he throw it up against?
6: The outside one, and then then he threw him to the couch, and then he grabbed him by the neck, put him on the couch,
3: and started choking him. And what was he
6: saying? He said, he said bad words and saying, you stupid die. don't listen to me, this is what
0: happens. To relieve some of her bottled up emotions from her ongoing trauma, Ashley took up two artistic hobbies, drawing dark and disturbing images and writing equally disturbing poetry. Ashley would post her work on a blog under the name Vamp Chick. The last poem she posted was on March the 2nd, just 5 days before Ashley would take the lives of her mother and stepfather. With her 17th birthday just around the corner, Ashley was done living in a household of abuse and was finally ready to move out, something she had been planning for a while. In order to move out, Thomas had made an extensive list of rules she had to follow. To Ashley's dismay, her dreams of freedom crashed down around her once Thomas discovered that she was dating 22 year old Ryan. To punish Ashley for breaking the rules, Thomas went after Jennifer, and Ashley had to watch as her mother was beaten once again by her stepfather. After the abusive scene came to an end, Ashley messaged her boyfriend Ryan, telling him how much she wanted to kill Thomas for beating her mother again.
3: Now I think she's gonna leave once the money starts coming in. I hate them too. I want to kill him so bad. Just take one of his sons and blow his brains out.
0: To further punish Ashley, Thomas took away her phone and car and told her that she was going to be imprisoned in that house for the rest of her life. He then sent Ashley to her room. Feeling trapped and seeing no hope of ever escaping the hell she was living, Ashley grabbed a shotgun Thomas had left in the upstairs hallway near her bedroom. Closing the door behind her, she sat on her bed and placed the end of the loaded shotgun in her mouth. She sat there, toying with the trigger, until she heard Thomas knocking on her door. At that moment... Ashley went into a state of panic. She sat up, pointed the shotgun at the door, and as Thomas opened the door to walk in, Ashley pulled the trigger. Panicked, Ashley ran downstairs. Realizing that she was still holding the shotgun, she dropped it to the ground. Having been alarmed by the shot, Jennifer ran over to see what was happening. She saw Ashley drop the shotgun, so she ran upstairs to find Thomas lying in the hallway with a wound to his neck. Terrified, Jennifer grabbed a decorative knife that was nearby. Ashley tried to explain to her mother what had happened, but in her state of shock, words escaped her. Before she could figure out what to say, her mom started yelling at her.
5: She was just telling me it was my fault. What do you mean it's your fault? Well, that's happening. It's, she just said it was my fault.
0: Surprisingly, Jennifer came at Ashley with the knife.
5: (laughs) She grabbed the knife that was on the shelf, and she came after me with it. That's how I got... (laughs) I tried to take it from her, and I sliced my hand on the knife, and I finally caught it. And they stabbed her with it because we was trying to get the knife from me again.
4: Okay. And how did you stab her? I don't know what you mean. Where did you stab her?
5: I don't know. I just started stabbing and fighting with my life. <laughs> I was so scared.
4: Okay. Do you know, have any idea how, how uh, you know, where on her body you stabbed her? <laughs> no. Okay. Do you know anything like how you were holding the knife? I mean, if, if, let's say this pen, I mean, if this is the handle and this is the point, just like the point, can you you show me how you held the knife? Like what position? Because there's a lot of different ways. Okay, like that? So it was more, it, it was like this, not like this. Because it it tells a little bit about people. Okay. Um. So it looks like you got cut tw- three times, twice. More than
5: three. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. okay. How many times do you think your mom got cut? If you had guess.
5: I don't know.
4: You don't know? Okay. But something happened there to make you so mad that you stabbed her a lot. I don't. Just... What?
5: I didn't even know I stabbed her a lot.
4: You stabbed her a lot. <laughs> and some of the stab wounds? are after she was dead (laughs) so you know what that tells me that tells me somebody is really hurt and really looking to try to figure out why am i being blamed for this and really mad that she had to go and get it to this point where was the last
2: place you ever stabbed her?
5: Don't remember.
2: Really don't remember. When you and your mom were fighting, what was being said?
5: She was just telling me it was my
2: fault.
0: Without realizing it, Ashley had stabbed her mother more than 30 times. After shooting Thomas one last time, Ashley went back in her room, leaned the shotgun against the wall, and sat on her bed, dazed by all that had transpired. Unaware of how long she sat in her bewildered state, Ashley was abruptly pulled back to reality when the shotgun fell to the floor with a loud crash. At that moment, she remembered her three sisters were still in the house. She quickly ran downstairs and located them in a living room, She distracted them with cartoons while she hurriedly showered to rid herself of the blood that soaked her skin and clothes. After showering, she bandaged her wounds and placed the knife that she had used to kill her mother on the bathroom sink before returning to her sisters. Ashley took her sisters and placed them in their bedroom. She provided them with snacks, juice, and a cell phone. She then attempted to lock them in their room so they wouldn't see the images of their parents, Lying dead on the floor. Having an urgent need to leave the house, Ashley went to the safest, closest place that she could think of: her friend Jonathan Rasmussen’s house, who lived just down the road. Her boyfriend Ryan happened to be there. Together, they decided to go to Tennessee, where Ryan was from. They went back to Ashley’s house and got into the truck that was in Thomas’s name to begin their journey to Tennessee. Ryan was unaware of what had taken place between Ashley and her parents, but he soon found out after he and Ashley were caught in Indiana.
5: It didn't feel real.
4: It didn't then or does it doesn't now?
5: Then it didn't. It. it didn't seem real? Okay. I felt like I was in a daze. All right. I was in a daze. It's like trying to remember a dream that
4: you had. Okay. I mean, did it feel like did your body feel different than normal? What did it feel like? Is a dream?
5: I felt like I was there, but it wasn't.
4: You weren't mad at her?
5: I just feel like I'm afraid shit. It just all came out. What all came out? Emotions.
4: Oh, what emotions?
5: In your sadness. That <laughs> was happening.
0: According to Ashley, there was no motive for killing Thomas or Jennifer. It was not a premeditated decision. It all happened in a moment of pure panic and the overwhelming emotions from all the years of abuse that came crashing down on her all at once. Renee Crossshell, the woman who took Ashley's sisters after the murders, heard a great deal about what went on in the Ayers' home from speaking with Letitia and Veronica.
8: Ashley was mad at her for letting the father do to just, because the girls had said that the mother would never step in when he would hit the girls. She would never stop. She would never say, stop it. She, she would never jump in to, to stop him from hitting. She would stand there and watch. And I think she was just as afraid of him because she knew she would get beat if she tried to stop it. So I think Jennifer was very afraid of Tom. And I think Ashley got mad, but shouldn't have taken it out on Jennifer. i don't I don't think so. But there again, Jennifer should have called out for help. She should have, you know said, "Hey, I got an abusive husband. You know, I, I need help. You know, he's he's hitting my kids. He's hitting me. You know, verbally, physically, but you hear from other abuse cases that you get to that point where you're so afraid, you are so afraid to call out for help because they threaten you and say, you ever ask for help or you ever do this and I'll kill you. So you don't know what Tom had said to her, why she always stood on the sidelines and watched and let it happen. Why did she? Why didn't she step in? Why didn't she say, stop hitting my child? Why? And I think Ashley got mad at that and said, you're just as much to blame. And I think that's why she did it. That's my personal thing is because she's like, you know what, if you don't have the guts to stand up and protect your own children,
0: Ashley's trial began about a year after the murders of Jennifer and Thomas. Ashley was 17 at the time of the crimes and was tried as an adult. She was convicted of two counts of first-degree intentional homicide. She was also convicted of false imprisonment for locking up and abandoning her little sisters. Though Ashley fully admitted to killing her mother and stepfather to investigators, her lawyers encouraged her to plead not guilty in hopes of using an insanity defense to get her a highly reduced sentence. Ashley's attorneys tried to get her only eight years in prison, focusing the court's attention on the extensive amount of abuse that Ashley received from all of her parental figures throughout her life. The prosecuting attorney, Oneida County District Attorney Michael Sheik, wanted ashley to serve 40 years in prison the maximum amount of extended supervision allowed under the law people who knew ashley believed that such an extensive sentence was unfair
7: i don't i don't feel like she should be sentenced for that long i realize what she did was wrong but i feel like she didn't i don't feel like she she i feel like she didn't have another choice like that's how she felt i i felt like she might have felt so pushed to where she felt like that was the only way out i don't know what was going on i don't know what was happening to her but that's not ashley
0: some people who didn't know ashley also agreed that the prosecutor's request was too much
7: i think
8: ashley just snapped how long did she put up with this is the question. How how long can somebody take till they just say, I just can't take it anymore and they just snap. You know, they just like I'm not gonna deal with this anymore. You know, and you wonder what goes through her head at that point. And I always wondered that is, you know, did she just tell herself, I'm not I'm not gonna let what happened to me happen to the girls. And my opinion I think, I think that's part of how I foresee it. Is she snapped to the point where, if he's going to do it to me, she and he's doing it to
1: Jennifer, he's going to do it to the girls. I think 40 years is too much, and I think eight years might not be quite enough. Um, I think at least 10 years, at least 10 years.
5: Where do you come up with that?
1: Number? Because well, you get. I think a decade would give her something to hold on to, and when she feels that guilt and she feels that shame, like me, she'll know she served time, she's done time, and in ways that'll help find her a path towards forgiveness. Why not
4: more for retribution?
1: Well, because there comes a point where she'll no longer be an asset to society. Like me, I was released when I was 36 years old, and that's enabled me to go down a very positive path. Had I been, right now I'm 43. Had I just started doing the things I am now at 43, I wouldn't have had the energy, wouldn't have had the motivation. Um, I would have felt like my life
0: was pretty much over. In the end, Ashley was given the option to accept a plea deal, which she did agree to. As part of that deal, Ashley would serve 23 years in prison, along with having 17 years of supervision. According to the presiding judge, Michael Bloom, Ashley did not have to make the choice to kill her parents, because at no point was her life in danger, even though Ashley suffered a significant amount of abuse at the hands of Jennifer and Thomas. The court felt Ashley had to be punished because they could not allow society to think that homicide, even when provoked, can be tolerated. Ashley was sent to the Taishida Correctional Institution in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, to serve her sentence. In June of 2017, Ashley and her lawyer attempted to have her sentence reduced, arguing that she was incapable of making a rational decision on that fateful day when she killed her parents because she was stuck in such an overwhelmingly abusive environment. Nonetheless, Judge Michael Bloom denied their motion, and Ashley continues to spend her days in jail, waiting for the day when she will have the chance to reunite with her little sisters. Child abuse cases have been on the rise in Wisconsin since 2011. Between 2011 and 2014, the number of reported child abuse cases rose from 38,858 to 42,854. In 2015, the cases began to decrease but only by about 400. Cases began to spike once again in 2018, jumping to almost 45,000. However, they decreased tremendously in 2020, lowering to just 34,916, but according to reports from 2021, cases are on the rise again. Letitia, Veronica, and Amanda were placed in foster care together on March 8, 2015, the day they were found home alone with their two dead parents. They lived with Renee Crossshell in Oneida County, Wisconsin, until August of 2015. Renee witnessed the abuse the girls had suffered from the marks they had on their bodies and the stories they shared. Furthermore, she was able to witness how years of abuse had affected their mental state.
8: When they originally first came um, and Oneida County had taken pictures of any markings and and all that, um, that we had noticed that um, Amanda's bottom was red. The girls had bruises here and there. Leticia had said that her dad would spank Amanda until she she would cry herself to sleep. And when Amanda was a hard, very hard little girl to get to sleep. And um, when she told me she says, just spank her, just spank her, spank her, spank her until she cries herself to sleep because that's what my dad does. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. And um, I said, no, we're not, we're not going to do
0: that. Ashley understands that she made a terrible choice that fateful day she took the lives of her mother and stepfather. Still, she believes that her choice set her and her sisters free. Ashley may have to spend 23 years stuck in jail, but she's not just surviving, she's thriving. Ashley has done her best to stay productive while serving her time, finishing her high school and receiving her diploma. In addition, Ashley has held multiple jobs while in prison, from dishwasher to salad maker to baker to janitor. Ashley has worked her way up. Her current position is that of visiting room photographer. Though Ashley is doing well for herself in prison and is doing her best to keep her head up, she still has hopes that her sentence could be reduced and she wants the world to know. Quoting here, I was an abused child who couldn't take another moment of abuse. I was protecting myself and my three bounded sisters who were living in that household suffering from verbal, physical, mental, and sexual abuse. As I've come to learn, sexual abuse can come in different forms. He convinced my mother that him and I were having a sexual relationship so that she would hate me and not trust me. She played into it and believed him, though it was not true. The other sexual abuse was that he watched porn in front of us all, he showed me pictures and videos of him having sex with my mom, he showed me pictures of his penis, but at that time that was so mild in comparison to the other abuse that I didn't even realize that it was a form of sexual abuse. If you believe you know a minor that may be suffering from abuse. Please speak up, call or text the Child Help Hotline at 1-800-4-A-Child, 1-800-422-4453. You can also visit their website at ChildHelpHotline.org. If you found this case compelling, don't forget to like the video, comment down below your take on it, and subscribe to the channel. Also hit the notification bell in order to stay up to date each time we reveal a new shocking case. Until next time, stay safe and keep your eyes peeled. You never know what's lurking in the shadows.